previously on Wild Endeavors. Do you know why we're here? Why doth wanted death thy suspicion's hands? That's what I thought. Did you get any of that? No. You said we were like in some ethereal place? Are you familiar with uh, extraplanal theory? No. Uh, basically, our universe is made up of multiple planes. Uh, okay. This is just one of the many planes that connects the primaterial plane to the astral the plane of fire and of water, everything. Um, think of this place as the glue between. I'm going to leave right now. I'm going to keep talking. Typically, the reason to push that much energy into something would be like to mm-hmm. enchant it, to basically kind of change the properties of the item. Except that mm-hmm. he's trying to infuse you with ether. I'll just turn back and say, I think there's a ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. Okay, I'm gonna kick the ball um, as hard as I can. Goodbye. The arcane cage with this wizard, you kick it, it flies off the edge and then starts to plummet. You see him just starting to laugh. And then the three of you. The arrogant wizard, the one-armed thief, and the addled halfling make your way across the deep ether, hoping to find a way home. Chapter 2. Stygian Winds I just want to point out Continue to you on. that I have the shoot first skill where I'm never caught by surprise and an enemy when an enemy would get a drop on me and I always act first instead. Ooh, I just want to point that out. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the way that travel works here is it's more about thinking yourself in a direction or it's more about that perception of you moving closer to it so there is a level of like mental um, strain that comes with that Um, particularly because you're not used to moving yourself in that way you're not used to interacting with the world in like a strictly mental way and so there is a little bit of fatigue that comes with that the upside of that, this gives you now a, some sort of sense of a passage of time. Um, so basically, as as you're kind of traveling along, um, when you get to that point where you've kind of you're starting to feel tired, you're starting to feel kind of weary, start to kind of think of that as like a day of travel. You then find though that like if you just kind of sit down to rest, or even just kind of stop moving. Um, and just kind of float where you are or just stand where you are for a while. You almost immediately start to kind of feel a little bit more rejuvenated, like some of the energy starts to come back as soon as you stop moving. This resting period um, usually only takes a couple of hours versus like, you know, you don't need like a full night's sleep. This would be probably closer to in D&D terms. This is closer to like a short rest that's giving you the benefit of a long rest. So the other thing that you notice, the first time that you are really tired and you stop to rest, you can kind of feel some of your energy starting to come back pretty, you know, much faster than you would expect. And even just after sitting just for a little while, you already kind of are starting to feel a little bit revitalized. You're also, when you rest like that, you feel just the, the vaguest hint of that ether sickness that you felt during those experiments. Nowhere near as severe, um, but it's just just the, the barest hint of it. Just enough for you to kind of put together that naturally in this environment, your body is absorbing some ether energy. And that is why you haven't had to eat. That's why you can rest so quickly because your body just kind of absorbs it a little bit naturally to kind of sustain itself. 
also then as you move along you notice within the first within that first travel period that first day that your appearances start uh, fixing themselves basically and your hair had been disheveled it's it's back to how you like it being done you know any like scuffs or tears or dirt on your clothes even ones that you would have had in the real world are kind of gone now like your clothes are pristine basically your mental projection of yourself realigning at this point and so this is most noticeable with cloud who whose hair has now grown back um she's got kind of like a little pixie cut um and her rags have 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 kind of filled back in um into some actually some looks like some fairly nice quality clothes wearing like a little divided skirt um her top is reminiscent of like like a double-breasted uh suit coat but the lapels are like as wide as her shoulder so like they go from like the neck like all the way over to even like drooping a little bit off the edge of her shoulder and the it's got long sleeves that layer out like bell bottoms but for her arms and uh they flare significantly by the time they get to her wrist uh like if she stands with her arms crossed uh the tips of those sleeves drag on the ground it's a it's a look that you're not familiar with um oh. you're not sure like where that kind of fashion comes from gotcha all right so you are making your way through the deep ether um passing by sometimes able to kind of just like skip past some of those islands sometimes finding it just easier to just walk across them um both because like that's just again it's kind of a default for you like if you're moving forward it's it should be on foot and just sometimes it just makes sense because there's a you know the land is in front of you kind of directly in the path that you want to take anyway um and then other times uh, you kind of... peasants move. <laughs> and then other times you do have to like you know jump off one of the islands and and you know fly up or or fly around a piece of one of those islands broken off or decided to uh, like squish in on itself and become a mountain instead of a you know plain. Um, I'd like so to you are... um, if I could. Yeah. Really get a, a sense on how movement is working here, and try to grasp it as best I can. So like. Oh. If a situation came up, I know how to move from place to place pretty efficiently. Okay. Just try to like test test the ground and just kind of see like things I can maybe like swing around or kind of maybe like passing by some debris and like maybe inverting himself compared to the rest of the group and just kind of trying to say like if I had to fight here, I can float upside down and help somebody out or do do certain things like that. Okay. That sounds like a discerned realities to me. So go oh, ahead okay. and roll that. That's a plus whiz. Yeah. Ten. Okay. You get to ask three of the questions from the list. Do you have that? Oh, boy. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so again, kind of keep in mind, like, in terms of those questions, uh, the way you describe what Then's doing, like, what makes the most sense for him to kind of be fi- figuring out as he as he does okay. these things so the one question what should i be on the lookout for that things can change very quickly here um okay. you, you've seen some of it within the islands where uh, again like they just suddenly decide to kind of like split and start to drift apart or two islands suddenly kind of start moving on a collision course there's you know the the conduits that the, like the 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 elemental wormholes randomly or without warning will spot up things can change very quickly because like there's nothing there's not a physicality to it this is just a realm of energy all right other question what here is useful or valuable that's a loaded one um it is a loaded one so i think that you would kind of d- determine that the most useful thing is the just the fact that there is so much energy in this realm and that it seems to be everywhere like it's the like the air itself is energy um and that's useful because it, it it's going to keep you like in tip-top shape you know you're not going to have to sleep so you're not gonna have to worry about being you know ambushed like that and you have some experience with with a lot of that energy coming into your body so you're a little bit familiar with like what what that feels like too and that 
despite some of those negative things that came along with it, those negative feelings, it did make you feel, you know, more powerful at the same time. And uh, what happened here recently, um, that is really hard to to say beyond kind of like what you see in your immediate vicinity because things are changing. As you like look back at one point trying to see where that the tower was, you can't even really tell anymore. Like things have changed around there so much. You know, things have moved, you know, orbits of islands have shifted. You know, you remember the the, the orbits of the ribbons shifting around you as you began to move okay. towards the one. So it's it's difficult so to like say no beyond. One... No, no, like one thing looks the same as it did two seconds prior, kind of thing. Right, right. Okay. Um, probably the most consistent are those conduits, because they okay. generally flow in the same direction. But even those are kind of like you know wafting and, and changing position, and you know ex- exploding with energy. Cool, cool. So, Leandros, what do you think about Than kind of doing gymnastics around and like kicking off at the stuff and? Showing up next to you upside down. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Um, probably thinks he's an idiot. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> Does he oh, express that in any way? Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole time. <laughs> okay. You said you wanted I to did. do something. I'm gonna try to spout lore on a cloud to try to discern like, what kind of person is she like? From, from her outfit and her attire, try to figure it out. Um, well, are you trying to... Are you trying to discern something about her? Or are you trying to, like, think back or try to, like, remember something that... about her that, that, that might give you a clue? This, I would try to say discern something about her. So what are you doing in particular? Uh, I'm going to try to study her mannerisms and yeah, clothing. Yeah. Try to figure out you know, what she did maybe in the past life. Okay. Go ahead and roll plus whiz. Eight. Okay. Uh, so you get one question yeah. off the list. Make a count. Um, right. I know. <laughs> I'm going to ask what here or who, I guess, or how would this be useful or valuable to me? I would think you see her as useful in terms of somebody who you could get to like do some dirty work for you somebody that you can use she seems somewhat pretty trusting of you because you're the one who precipitated her freedom so she seems more apt like to follow your lead than the fan you see she walks maybe mm-hmm. or travels a little bit closer to you than the fan and so that okay. could be something that there's a possibility to exploit you know, she look younger you, you know. Or older? how familiar are you with halflings I really don't care about Who has a yeah, care, really a, not a care in the world? Yeah, okay. I don't really care in the world. Well, um, halflings tend to look fairly young, even when they mm-hmm. are um, are pretty old. So I think that, combined with maybe a, you know, a little bit of your indifference to her, she looks young to you. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, it's she's right. from one of the younger races, so it's just... I don't think it'd be out of place for you to, to feel... Like you, like you kind of started off, like... Um, almost feeling or treating her like she's a child. Okay, yeah, then you're right, I did. <laughs> so, yeah. Good thing I'm an elf. He's not that much of an asshole towards me. <laughs> yeah, not a high elf. So, is there anything else you guys want to do while you're traveling or kind of like uh, on your way there? I want to cast a spell. Okay, um, yeah. Called Visions Through Time. Oh. Yes. That sounds exciting. Open. It is. Where's my wizard sheet? I want to find out what this is. It's, it is exactly how it sounds. Oh, okay. So first, go ahead and set this up. What's it look like to cast this spell? And because the spell requires something reflective, how are you coming about that in this very gray, hazy world? Good question. Okay, I'm gonna do it during one of our one of our quick rests. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna get it. I'm guessing there's kind of it's like we're in a soiled area, like with dirt and sand and all that. Okay. So I'm gonna start start by drawing runes in the, the soil, uh, like elven runes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Can I can I just like kind of look at my two peers here and well they're not my peers they're just my party members um, and see <laughs> if they have anything reflective on them by chance like maybe a little shiny bit of metal or. 
No, not really. They're they're pretty muted. I mean, I could cast the light cantrip, but I don't know if that'll help. Tell me a little bit more about that. I would like to prepare to defy danger, since I see him casting a spell. <laughs> okay. And how is how are you preparing to defy danger? To use my newly found environmental hopping skills to float out of the wave very quickly. So in this case, how is he preparing to do that? We post up on a on a piece of rubble. Okay. Just kind of like in the crouch position. There okay, I think I'm gonna like figure out a way that I can make something shiny and reflective. Okay. I want to, um, at a distance, cast a fireball and uh, maybe blow up a little bit of the sand and the, the dirt and stuff and maybe try to make a piece of glass or something. Okay. I like that. It's a po- powerful spell to, to be just cast in willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I defying danger, just so you're yeah. aware. <laughs> the, yeah, also, the, like, the spells area? don't work. The spell mechanics are not the same, so it's not like oh, this okay. is one fireball for... Okay, uh, go ahead and roll plus int for your fireball. Nine. On a seven to nine, the spell is cast, but you choose one of these. You draw unwelcome attention. The spell disturbs the fabric of reality. You take a minus one ongoing. Or after you cast it, you forget the spell. I, I want to alter the fabric of reality. Okay. Describe what that looks like. You cast the you cast the fireball. It's gonna it's gonna do what you want it to do. But what does that look like? So what do I want it to look like? I, I basically again Doctor Strange hands and uh, launch a fireball out uh, at the distance and try to make it as big as possible. Something that's really hot and you know. Um, I am defying the fuck out of danger. <laughs> I think I, I still like that idea though. You're turning and then shooting off this fireball, and Than is yeah. like, just nope. <laughs> and, and he jumps it's, anyway, it's... not waiting to see. Yeah, and then, and then so Than kind of like rockets off away from, you know, trying to maybe defy the danger that maybe wasn't really, he wasn't really in. It is kind of a strange thing to say, like, you know, to see this, this fire um, explosion all in grays um, rather than the color of fire. So, okay. So maybe go next ahead time, and... warn me. You're going to shoot something at me. What was that? Did you say something? I remember That's I remember this friend. Cloud is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're able to go over and you, there's definitely some glass cratered into the ground, like a big lens type thing where the, the entire crater from that fireball is now glass. Oh, good. I'm going to break a little bit of it off and okay. take my glass over there and... Okay, so go ahead and roll a, a plus int to cast your visions through time. Yeah, it'd be a six. Ooh. A six. Okay. So, um, so set that set that back up again. Now you've got your piece of glass, your your runes. You know, paint that picture again for us. Okay. Yep. So um, basically, um, after the glass and everything, he goes to sit in the middle of. Or not in the middle, but he would have put the reflective in the middle, sat right in front of it, tried to center in with the uh, the arcane forces, basically, and open up his third eye, like Doctor Strange would, and he'd sit cross-legged and try to uh, open into the uh, the future and try to picture mm-hmm. what, what could happen next. So, in casting the spell, like, is there any outward appearance that's happening, or is this all like within you, or all is Than ah, seeing anything happening? Question. Yeah, he'll see that. I, like I'm good. eyes closed. You're not okay. That's fine. That's that's fair. Um, and then at one point he just opens his eyes and it's light casting from his eyes, and then the third eye opens up in his in his forehead. Okay. So <laughs> just as your eyes pop open, you all feel a like a wind pick up. This is the first time that you've really kind of felt that Shit. here, and then it continues to get stronger and stronger you begin to hear a roaring sound and you kind of look around and just in time to see this swirling mass of uh, of ether come kind of like barreling around one of the, the islands consuming as it goes and then come crashing right into where you are Aww. You find yourself, you know, immediately like picked up as the island breaks up and uh, almost just disintegrates, like 
whatever energy was holding it together is now getting just like pulled into this massive ether storm would be kind of like the cartoon version of being in a tornado like you know you've got like the wind swirling around you and you can kind of see like a path through to like where the end of the funnel is and you can see bits of other things kind of swirling around it in you they're like there's no like there's not like a cow or anything but there's Aww. still there's some there are some bits of like proto matter like stuck together like they were much larger islands that just haven't broken down all the way you see some barks of different types of energy course through the walls you you are able to get your bearings a little bit and you are spinning within this storm and you feel like you can probably will be able to start to move around a little bit in here tell me how i don't want to say like how are you defying danger but how are how are you defying danger within the okay. storm me or him both of you because basically you're kind of both just like floating and like being spun around in this big cyclone and there is like big chunks of things flying around and they're in you and the occasional like you know sparkle and crackle of energy it seems like there's a lot of things in here with you that could hurt you so what are you doing or what's it look like as you guys try to not get uh pummeled I'm going to try to use the rubble floating around us as kind of like a platforming, like from like place to place, yeah. using it to my advantage to try to either get out of the storm or at least get out of like any immediate threat or danger that I can. Yeah, go ahead and roll plus dex. I got a 12. Ooh, nice. And I have evasion. It's my advanced move that's more advanced than the other advanced moves <laughs> yes uh, evasion when you defy danger on a 12 plus you transcend the danger you not only do what you set out to but the GM will offer you a better outcome true beauty or a moment of grace oh and you get a plus to a 12 plus okay um, so as you start doing this like that that little bit of training that you've been able to do um, you know orienting yourself in the space and how you move and how you can interact with things just that just clicks in with you and you're able to start gracefully I, go from object to object oh go ahead if i need to harness some of the shadow that i saw beforehand to like help boost me around yeah i'll yeah i'll, I'll give you that i just think visually it might look cool you know? <laughs> Okay, so as you, yeah, so as you kind of like, you're making this jump from piece to piece, or kind of like grabbing on to something to spin around it, to, you know, to, to direct yourself in a new, a new way, or around a bigger piece of something, um, you occasionally see streams of, of like a, a blackish, like shadowy type energy streaming out behind you from pieces. With a mix of those things, you begin to make your way almost effortlessly towards where you can kind of see the opening far to the end of this of this storm just for perception's sake do you guys want to be like traveling down the storm or do you want to be like climbing up or traveling like horizontally i don't know i, I i'd say like horizontally and maybe in a slight upward momentum okay um, I can kind of imagine like the the walls of this cyclone are always like the floor to you. So oh, you know, okay. then as you're like if you're jumping from like one side to the other, you're kind of like yeah. flipping around midair. So like you you kicked off on the one and then like flipped around, and so you land with your feet on the other side and like you know run a couple steps and and kick off again. Um, I'm going to use my um, my spell wards as kind of like a shield a mage shield okay and while it's um coming towards me just like intensifying it in one spot so it just breaks apart when it hits it yeah oh i like that a lot so leandros go ahead and roll plus int for your spell words Ooh, nice <laughs> i was really sorry 11 great um and so yeah so you were saying that you kind of like 
redirecting, like putting like the full force of the ward in like one place, and and so I think you get like a little bit of propulsion out of that too, as either as something like explodes against the ward, or like you catch a bit of that energy and it kind of pushes you over, um, and so the 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 two of you kind of begin to make your way, you know, bit by bit, like jump, jumping toward the exit of the storm. Coming along behind you, Cloud is doing very similar to what Than is, kind of trying to jump from thing to thing, or like spin out of the way of things. You also notice throughout, you know, this bit here that there's a little bit of that shadow energy is kind of around her too. Like she's doing a little bit of the same thing that Than is doing. Nice. So, I uh, I hate to to ask, because I did answer a text message when you probably were explaining it. But what was the future part that I was looking into? Before you got to see, this storm came crashing down on you. That's what I thought. Okay, I was like, God, did I totally miss, like, that whole thing? Um, no, no, no. Uh, because, yeah, a six is a okay. is a fail. So you should also mark that for experience. Oh, um, oh, oh okay. Nice. Didn't know that. Yep, every, every time you fail, you get experience. <clears throat> so as you start to make your way through the storm, a part of the storm just ahead of you splits open like a massive crack appears almost the entire way around the storm and you can see within this crack like there's a there's a crackling of that 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 ethereal energy and then on the other side of it you see the most vibrant greens and blues and oranges <laughs> and it's tough to say if it's simply because you haven't seen color for so long or if these are just very vibrant colors as you draw closer to it you find yourself um, suddenly being pulled right into this fissure as you fall toward and into the crack you see a lush and vibrant forest unfold before you Trees and plants grow vigorously and strangely here. Many of the plants bear fruit that is almost familiar, but at the same time very different from the type that you know. There are softball-sized cyan-colored strawberries clustered high amid some trees. There are cabbages that are striped orange and yellow. Small globes of light dance in and among the trees and plants always staying just out of reach. Above the trees, the sky is locked in a purple and orange struggle uh, of simultaneous twilight and dawn. What's even stranger, Fen, your former companions, are standing in the middle of the woods. Elemen, Malkin, Thorina, Aramel, and an elf you don't recognize. You traveled with them to Acton Manor, uh, in fact, the last time you saw them, uh, you were bound in a phase spider's web. They couldn't see you, but you had to watch them give up their search for you and walk away. And it's strange because they seem to be talking to a green fox that has peacock <laughs> feathers instead of a tail. <laughs> oh, Garth. And you are kind of just trying to process like what that means as you get sucked within that fissure and the three of you come falling from the sky um, down into the forest and crash among the the underbrush wait did i notice that i did i recognize the elf you recognize that that elf is varus uh, the very same elven wizard who stole a magical artifact from you uh, it was your attempt to track him down and recover that object that that led you to Acton Manor. Oh, <laughs> As the three of you brush yourselves off, a green fox head pops out of the bushes near you and oh says, Theron, I didn't expect to see you here. What? Um, how, how do you, what, what? <laughs> This is going to be so much fun. Oh, it's so good to see you. Do I know you? Of course. And I know so much of you. The absent Whoa, brother. The dead thief <laughs> alive. The exiled <laughs> prince. Heir to the lost kingdom. The shadow fool. No. 
You're not that yet. You're... Oh, good. Wait, what? Oh. You don't... You don't belong here. This isn't your time. This okay. isn't your world. How did you get here? I, I... I don't know. Nor do I know why I'm talking to a fox. Or I where I thing? am right now. The, the fox takes a couple steps towards you and kind of sniffs in your direction, then sits and tilts its head. And then it looks up to the sky and sniffs around a little bit more and kind of stops looking just a little bit off to the, you know, to its right, like over your kind of your shoulder. He says, oh, oh, that's how. I, I, I follow his gaze. In the oh. sky, uh, there appears to what look like a crack among those the clouds those that brilliant orange in that part of the sky seems to be uh, part of it seems to be broken and there is a black and grayness um, on the other side of it um, and you can kind of even see a little bit of like the swirling of the ether storm on the other side of this crack oh uh, okay <laughs> you should probably go back wait, wait, why though my, my, my friends are right here those are your friends, but also not your friends. I mean, you're kind of right. They did kind of leave me. Anyway, wait, how do you know that? I know many things. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Any of you two want to chime in here? Oh, I hadn't been paying attention. After you notice the crack, you, you look back down and you see that uh, Cloud has come over to Garth and just kind of petting him. Oh. Okay. does like pets. <laughs> yeah, Garth kind of like leans his head down like you're going to scratch behind the ear and... Can you help us? Like, I don't I'm like, do, what do I call you? Your friends usually call me Garth. Is that your name? It's one of them. Alright, Garth. Any idea on what's going on? Yeah, lots of them. Oh. <laughs> you mind That's elaborating? Yeah. <laughs> If I'm not supposed to be here, where am I supposed to be, Garth? Go back the way you came. The path that you were on is the right one. There's going to be some obstacles. There might be some setbacks. But you're on the right path. Okay. Do you at least have, like, any weapons or anything I can, maybe you can use against these obstacles? I think that you have all that you need. I got my stick. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Look inside yourself. Oh. Okay. I mean, Leo, Cloud, anything you want to chime in? <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, do you know who I am? Yes. You're an asshole. <laughs> oh. Of course. You're the breaker of the seal, the self-made orphan, and you are burning with the desire for revenge. I ha- I- well, I mean... Are you sure you're ready to pay that cost? The cost of power, you know. He gives you kind of it's like a, a little nod and the, the fox version of like a shrug. So that's what <laughs> I thought. So tell me, Garth. Those aren't his friends, and we're not supposed to be here. Then we're supposed to go back the way we came. Then why are we here in the first place? I would bet that a storm brought you. Yeah, that's so. You're not far from the truth. There was a storm. <laughs> so let me ask you this, there, Fox. Uh huh. He's, uh, he's not. He's not with me. <laughs> can you tell the future? Can you see the future? I can see Clearly all times. You can. You can see all time. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Okay. <laughs> he said all times. Oh. He's omnipotent, is what you're saying. Who is she? And what is wrong with her? He looks over at Cloud, who is still just kind of... She seems super happy just patting him. She seems to want to be called Cloud for now. She... You had a mystery. She's a little bit lost... There's a lot of power in her. Too much. More than she was ever meant to have. And 
until she can find her way back from that, she will be Cloud. Is it because of the experiments? Many, many things have been done to her. And what about us? How does this affect us? I think that you already know. Okay, fair enough. When you're all seeing sight, were we, us three, together still? Still when? In the very foreseeable future? You'll be together for some time. Okay. Ben does not know what to do against this fox. <laughs> how do we get out? How do we get out of the ethereal plane? There are many ways. There's many ways out as there are in. Wait, where What's are we now? Eve? This is the Feywild. Yeah, don't you know? Holy shit. We've <laughs> only heard of it in stories. You mean you've never been here before? Has Leandros? No, but he, you know, makes it seem like he is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm ignoring <laughs> I like it. I like that. Just so, just so you know. What's the easiest way, Garth? What's the easiest way out of the ether? I am longing to uh, meet an old friend of For you, the easiest way would be to use the curtains. They think of them like doorways. If you find the right one, you can go where you want to go. And let me guess, there's an infinite number of curtains. No. No? No, I think there's only about 20. No. It's about 20 is smaller than infinite. Any particular curtain to look out for? They all have their dangers. That's true. Do you have any way of maybe gaining some sort of sense of direction in this place that we were at? I have many ways. Many ways that you can teach us or give to us? Oh, no. No? Oh, okay. You You need to find your own way. Oh, okay. Well, you guys ready? Cloud nozzles her head into Garth's neck for just a second and then stands back up and walks back over to next to Leandros. Yeah, we might as well go. Okay. Garth. Yes? Look after them. I always do. Oh. All right. <laughs> that make me cry. I, like I had done previously, I just focus and try to go back to where we came. What are you picturing in your head when you do that? I, I kind of like, I would, I would say close my eyes and it almost feels like kind of like a wave hitting me. I, I picture that in my head. Okay. And yeah. try, to, try to, just try to like gauge that. And as soon as like I feel maybe like that kind of wave per se, mm-hmm. I open my eyes again. Give me a roll plus whiz. Ten. Ten. Okay. You are going to take a minus one on your next roll. Um, As you feel an immense amount of energy um, comes pouring out of you. Like you immediately feel tired. You immediately feel drained. And then you feel that fevered cold sweat break out all over you. And then like a bubble of like shadowy dark energy starts like blossoming up underneath your feet and suddenly it propels you straight up towards the crack leandros you see that just in time to see like he's about to get propelled up by this energy like up towards the crack what would you like to do start uh doing my uh, my my floating up as well you are not floating oh, i'm not floating at all you are not Oh, boy. I think that you could figure that out before you see him get ready for takeoff. That's interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over towards him, I guess, and maybe try to capture some of that momentum. Okay. Go ahead and give me a Defy Danger plus Dex. That's a four. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hope you have another character ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he 
like like blasts off like a rocket and it happens so quick he just like flies right through your fingers and leaves you hanging there like just or just standing there basically wondering what the hell just happened and cloud is also standing kind of next to you kind of like what maybe cloud should stand next to me for now on Okay, okay, okay. So you are now standing below the crack, watching Than fly up to it. What would you like to do? Okay, you know what? I'm going to start thinking about what Garth had started talking about, and I'm going to start picturing a door. Okay. uh, uh, These doorways he was talking about. Thinking about going back to the ether. Okay. And doing doing this and thinking about my end goal. What, what, What do I really want? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll a plus whiz. Way better. <laughs> Nine. As you start to to imagine this, you can feel the the beginnings of that ether chill start to kind of creep into your into your skin. And as that happens, you you see some of the ether hanging out near like the crack in the sky like like a single like strand of it kind of unravels a little bit from the crack and starts like coming down toward you almost like a rope but it is going to take it's going to take a little extra effort to actually get in um so you can either have it come most of the way to you but not close enough to do you really any good uh or it can kind of come all the way uh if you forget another spell Forever and ever? Just until you prepare. Just until you get a spell book. <laughs> Can't be a cantrip? I'll let you give up a cantrip. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm gonna... Just for now, un- I'm gonna forget precipitation. Okay. You're able to, like, through through great exertion, bring the strand of, like, ether back down to you. And you're able to kind of grab around, grab a hold of it, and you reach down, and Claudio grabs onto your hand with both hands, and then the two of you are zipped back up, as if it were a rope being like reeled back in like super fast, fast enough that I think like the the three of you pop back into the ether storm about the same time, and you're propelled a little bit forward. So if you look back, you can kind of see that crack is still there in the storm, still leading up into the Feywild, um, but you are now beyond it, beyond like kind of the pole. That, that initially pulled you into it. Fan, give me another roll plus whiz. My strong suit. <laughs> uh, ten. Okay. Mark on your sheet under skills, right shadow walk. Oh, shit. And so you have kind of figured out that, like, if you can somehow channel ether into you, you're able to to use it to move around and it'll help significantly in the ethereal plane but it also seems like it could have some effect for you on other planes as well oh wow as long as there's some type of connection so in that case like it like well spoiler alert it it worked a lot better because there's a big hole between the feywild and the ether in that place so it's not always going to be that effective but it's something you can use on other planes as well. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you are back in the vortex, the the ether storm, and riding that that bit of propulsion coming, being popped back in from that one crevice. You pass by uh, a couple of uh, like other smaller cracks, and you can see like different scenes or things uh, through these things. Like, some of them don't really see enough to, like, figure out what's there. Like, in one it looks like it just kind of opens up onto a like a lake or something. Um, and that's all you see before you, you move past it. The the next one you see that is of a, of a decent size, you are able to see as you as you kind of float past it, you see Fen's former companions again. They are in a darkened hallway. Um, it's a it's a larger hallway. It's probably you know it's good for like 50 feet across. And they are fighting a group of black-clad warriors. You recognize on one mm-hmm. of them uh, the symbol of the silence, a renegade faction of the thieves guild that Then used to belong to. Oh. And then from the shadows, Karanilo 
Fen's sister. Leaps forward like a snake. Her black blade's flashing, and she stabs Thorina in the back. And Thorina's back arches as one of the blades like rips out through her shoulder. And then Kara pulls her blade out and is spinning and fighting so elegantly. It almost looks more like dancing among the companions, like somehow managing to engage almost all of them at once. Okay. So she's uh, basically holding her own against the group until she comes out of one spin attack and is face to face with Elemen, who Fan had traveled with for many years before meeting the rest of the companions. Perhaps one of his closest friends. Oh, no. Um, and you see no, him no, no, no. draw upon the power of the, the war god. You've seen him do this before. Um, and he and his fiery sword um, start to glow just a little bit brighter. And he lashes out with a big slash of his sword. Kara leaps backwards, but doesn't quite get all the way. The sword catches her just right below the ribs and essentially almost cuts her in two. And you can kind of see, even from this odd angle and a distance, that she's she's dead before Element even finishes the, the, the stroke. As you are trying to process this, you fly into another one of these cracks. And you pop out, and you're falling uh, sideways somehow through the air. All around you is, is blue. There's a bright blue sky. There's uh, crystal clear blue waves crashing against a beach below you and you see a number of like large ships just you know um, anchored just offshore and as you are kind of falling sideways it looks like down below on one of the beaches a group of pirates handing over some sort of artifact to the Grimshaw as the audience we know this is the end of the pirate one shot that we ran and then you find yourself falling into the other side of the crack in this uh, in this realm, and are back in the ether storm. You're, you're interlinking everything together. I like your universe. <laughs> <laughs> full, full, full circle. Full circle. You. <laughs> I'm trying. And so then, with the momentum again of being like whipped through that other realm, you end up flying right into another crack. This time, you come flying down through a black sky uh, to land on the side of uh, like a snowy peak of a mountain. You can kind of see off in the distance, really probably only like 20 miles away, the sky is blue and clear, but directly above the mountain is a big mass of of storm clouds, black as night, and they're they're crackling with lightning that uh, you're not being unleashed. And then you hear the sound of the fighting. You look around behind you and just slightly down a down very slight incline in the, into the valley below, there is a, a large army of humans and elves and dwarves clad in armor that was probably once uh, a very brilliant white, but is now dented and, and chipped and, and dirty. And the people look equally as beat up as their armor they you know they are weary and they are fighting a bunch of demons oh shit oh basically all all kind of variety of nightmares that you can imagine are swirling among the uh, soldiers and actually one of them slithers up onto the ledge uh right next to you right next to where you've landed it seems to be mostly like a like a snake, but with uh, four arms, and it doesn't have a head so much as like where its arms meet. There's just like a gaping maw of razor sharp teeth, and I want to know what you want to do. Is it um, on the edge? Yes. Is it like big? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's probably like the way it is right now. It's it's probably about eight feet tall, but it's got another. Uh, probably a good like 10 15 feet of like snake tail like it's got kind of coiled near the base of it or that it could like that's the majority of its body is not you know up in the air at this point um well there goes that idea i was gonna try to kick it off the edge but oh (laughs) i liked your thinking but then you (laughs) with your first 
shot thing or whatever um, are the first to react. So what do you want to do? I'm gonna try to like hit it like in the neck or chin region in an upward angle with my stick. Okay. Just so kind of swinging actually... through the air and in like a baseball swing kind of motion, mm-hmm. just up in the chin area. Mm-hmm. And so then as, uh, as you yeah. come at it, though, it's it's four arms descend at you. So I'm gonna try to uh, slide underneath it if I, if, okay. I, if I chance to. Just try to like drop to the ground and slide underneath. Okay. So give me uh, defy danger dex for you. Okay. Eleven nailed it. Okay. What's this? What's the slide look like? I guess probably like baseball slide, like a slide to where like I can then ready myself. Okay, so you so you slide under as it tries to kind of grab you as you come in, and you are now within striking position uh, at this thing's uh, maw. So go ahead and do your hack and slash. All right, hack and slash. How do I do this? Uh, it's plus. Oh, I got a roll. You can you can do a plus dex. You can use a you can use okay. a staff as as dex. <laughs> I got very scared for a second. <laughs> Nine. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a choice. You can. You're gonna deal your damage. Well, I guess that's a choice too. You don't. Maybe you you duck out at the last second. You don't do your damage, and everything else is fine. Or you can do your damage, and it's gonna make an attack against you. Or you can do your damage but with a like a penalty you'll do less damage i'll uh i'll do the damage but less damage okay since so, i was sliding and kind of maybe like fumbled around a little bit because of yeah. The, yeah yeah so go ahead and uh so roll your d8 right yeah d8 okay and then okay. minus a d6 all right, so D8, one. <laughs> okay. And then a six. Okay. So I think that you're, like, the staff lands, like, right next to the thing's maw. It's almost more of a glancing hit. Like, it doesn't, it, it didn't connect all the way. Like, maybe it was also moving up out of the way uh, as that happens. So I'm one-handed, man. What can I do? Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent point. Okay. Uh, Leandros, you saw Than rush forward to do all that what would you like to do i'd like to um take a, take a few steps back and actually use power magic on mm. magic missile and i'm going to cast two bolts of magic missile can i do that um so empowered magic just happens you don't need to do oh, anything to activate oh. that just say it's any time that you cast a spell and get a, a 10 plus you can take one of the partial success things oh. to double the targets or maximize the effects so go ahead and tell us what it looks like when you're casting Magic Missile, and then roll for it. Leandros is going to get all serious and devil horns up. He's going to start casting some arcane runes, and then he's going to fire his two Magic Missiles, one out of each hand. Okay. They look like streaks of pure energy just flying out. Okay. All right? Yep. Okay, uh, that'd be an 11. Okay, so you, you do have the choice for Empowered Magic. You can take one of the choices from the seven and nine list, which are drawn welcome attention, take a minus one ongoing, or forget the spell. So if you do that, you can do maximum damage. Yeah, I'm gonna do max damage on this thing. I'll take a minus one ongoing. Okay, so, so you minus do two now. eight damage to the thing. I'm aware. Your magic missiles slam into this uh, this snake creature and just blast big chunks uh, off of it as it lands. And it um, it's kind of slither staggers backwards, and it looks like it, it's in it's in really rough shape. Um, if this thing wasn't a demon, it probably wouldn't be standing. I'm trying to decide if Cloud is doing anything. Yeah, uh, she's gonna run forward and, and and start kind of trying to like pummel the thing which you don't right away notice any major effects from it, but she is, she is like, engaged, like, kind of hopping, like Yoda hopping around this thing, trying to trying to fight a bit. So I think that as this thing is staggering back from all that, that, that damage Landros did to it, then you have the opportunity to do something. I'm going to attack the shit out of him. 
<laughs> okay. So you were still kind of like in your your crouch, just slid up position. So what what are you doing now? It, there's no way for me to kind of like get behind him in any way. You could try. I, I want to try to get like behind him. I would probably like try to like jump and rush up behind him, and if I have to, like step on his creepy snake tail. Okay, great. And uh, then like use that to kind of momentum myself to try to get the staff like over his head and yank back on it. I like that. Uh, so give me a defy danger uh, plus dex. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So it is. Uh... With my evasion. Yeah, so that's a that's a sight to behold as you launch yourself up and around, bringing the staff around, catching it, and like letting that pivot the momentum from you swinging around, and so that mm-hmm. as you bring your legs around, almost come back completely around the other side, and use that to as part of like the yanking back motion onto his, uh, I think like like right into in his maw. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that is, yeah. go ahead and uh, roll your damage from that. Two. Okay. So as you do that, and the thing kind of topples back under the weight, you also hear a crack as its, as its jaw breaks, like at, at the hinge point, and you can feel something mush as it, as it digs deeper into whatever kind of skull this thing has, and then the whole thing kind of goes limp. I want to grab his sword and immediately just start cutting into him, like just, just like try to shred him apart. You can. You really... He's kind of angry after what he just witnessed. Oh, sure. Okay. So you, yeah, you start hacking this thing apart. I stand there behind him, just going, "Yes, give in to your hate." <laughs> does he? Does he say that? Yeah. No. Do you say that a lot? He doesn't. Oh, you're just no. you're just kind of like that's just kind of your your state of mind as you're watching this. You're just enjoying it. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just kind of like yeah. Okay. I'm out at the uh, the battle. And, uh, cause I think I know what this is, so I want to try to spout lore. Okay. I think this is either, mm-hmm. I think this is, hang on, let me, let me consult my note, if you would allow me. What does Leandros think this is? is? Well, Leandros is kind of a smart feller. Sure. Uh, has he studied a lot of, champions. has he studied a lot of history? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, he's a Atari, so... Um, That's good enough for me. Is this the Battle of... Wait, did you just say it a second ago, Devin? I mean, I did, but... Go, well, ahead. go, ahead, and, go ahead and roll your spout lore. Oh, nice. Uh, double six. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. As you look out across the battlefield, you are able to pick out a very large burly man not wearing the armor like everyone else he's got kind of like a, a like a almost like a buckler size kind of thing like strapped to his chest um but his his arms and chest are just are, are so massive like be hard to probably even find armor for him and he is swinging a massive uh two-handed maul that's crackling with lightning and he caught your attention because he's swinging this two-handed maul with one hand and you just see him like laying into demons around him, like kind of just one hitting these things, knocking them aside, kind of like Sauron and the start of Lord of the Rings, but you know, yes, uh, the good version of them. Yes. Um, so this is this is Tiger Thunderfist. This right? guy, this guy looks a lot like what you've read about Targar Thunderfist. What is he using? The hammer? Yes, he's using <laughs> okay. he's using Baharoth, one of the nine legendary Crucius. Nice. And you're also able to pick out some of the other champions um, kind of scattered throughout the field as well. You see a bearded elf, Elglirion, bringing big roots out of the ground to like grab demons and like drag them down and crush them, bringing you know, fire out of, the, out of the sky to envelop other ones, throwing up big wooden shields, like you know, basically trees to attack against demon magic and missiles. You see Cantor Declan, you know, wielding a, a, a brilliant white shield um, that seems to be turning aside like any anything the demons can throw against it. Like this shield is is just untouched, and in a lot of cases, like when they hit the shield, it's destroying them. And then you see Targar has been fighting his way through some of the horde, and it, he's finally 
come, for lack of a better word, face to face with this 15 foot tall demon. It's kind of like a, like a slender man type of, type of thing, like that really elongated limbs uh, crossed its head sideways, like, like liberty spikes, jagged, you know, crystalline things that seem to be jutting out of its skull. No face, it's just white skin. Its arms, um, just below the elbow, um, split off um, into three tentacles that it's using to lash out almost independently, you know, striking at uh, different oh, soldiers, shoot. killing things as it's moving towards Targar. Can, can I make a just a quick question? Yeah. Could this be the Battle of Paragon? No. Okay. Uh, Paragon oh. was Paragon was the Paladin uh, Citadel. This is on top of a mountain. Uh, this is the Battle of Hyreth. Hyreth, okay. Yep. Where, this is where the mountain was split into. Right. Targar struck the final blow against the Demon Prince with so much force that it split Mount Hyreth in two and effectively turned the tide of the battle against the Great Devourer. Spoilers. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. I love, I, love, I love the lore that you've written for, this, the, for the War of the Champions. Um, so yeah, so this is you two would recognize like this is the moment of legend like where this this is the battle where as Targar strikes this thing down, he does so with so much force that it, um, yeah. and so you see this incredible barbarian guy rush forward against this insane demon and they they begin to clash and then you see the tentacles whip around from behind Targar, and he doesn't see them. The, these tentacles grab onto him from behind, one holding onto each arm, one grabbing him around the waist, and it incapacitates him just enough that the other three tentacles come rushing forward, and they all slam right into his stomach all the way through, and you, you know, even from a distance, you can see the, the cloud of blood that bursts out. And then you hear a ripping sound as this thing rips Targar in half and just throws the two halves out into the battlefield. It what does then, this thing look like again? Um, kind of like a, like a Slenderman type thing, but with tentacle arms and like spikes on its head. Great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, tilts its head back and lets out a deafening scream. And you can actually like see the sound ripple across the mountain, like the, the snow is uh, you know, knocked out of the way as this, like, this shockwave of sound. And as that ripple hits up into the clouds of the sky above, it's like the clouds shatter. And as these physical chunks of the sky start falling down onto the field, crushing soldiers and demons alike, and where the pieces of the sky used to be, it is somehow even blacker than those storm clouds. It's a, so black, it makes every other black you've ever seen look bright and cheerful. And coming from the, over the shattered edge of the the hole in the sky are like rivers of silver fire they're flowing like water but seem to like be moving of some type of agency so almost more like like liquid snakes of silver fire starting to slither out of the hole in the sky and plunge down on top of the mountain burning just everything demon human the, the mountain itself starts to be just consumed by the silver fire. By the light of that, you can see, uh, it's a couple hundred feet away from you, near the edge of the battlefield, is the the rift uh, back to the ethereal plane. What would you like to do? I'd like to go that way. I don't like this outcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's about to happen. I feel like the mountain's about to split, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here, I think. Um, so you probably will have to make a run for it. That's, it's not something you probably don't want to leisurely, you know, walk over there. The uh, the fire is spreading. It's like seeking things out to devour. Oh yeah, I'm definitely running over there. Okay. Um, so I'm give gonna, me uh, defy danger plus dex. Ten. Ten plus three, thirteen. Okay. So the three of you, you know, start running down, you know, this this little rise that you're on towards the the ether rift. And I think that yep. you know if 
we would get that shot of like you're running at it while the like the fire's coming at it at you from like the side and it's like oh my god is it gonna like are they gonna get to the rift before those fire overtakes them and the three of you gotcha. kind of are able to jump through that crack just as the the fire washes uh, behind and like and wipes out the rift you come launching back into the ether storm and you feel the heat of that fire behind you and then that rift is just gone unlike the other rifts that you've come back through that have stayed there this one is this one's gone Wow. And interesting. To be clear, you like and you you two would both know like that's not how it happened. Oh that's... yeah. Yeah, no, I I've, I've kind of already gotten the impression that that was an alternate version of reality. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. You turn from where that crack used to be and look up far and away through the maelstrom of ether energy up toward the only visible exit from the storm up past many more fissures. As you watch these portals into different places, different times, even different realities, slowly shrink and grow, open and close, like hundreds of gibbering mouths. You can't actually count how many you'll have to cross before you escape, but maybe it's better not to know. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. I'm your GM, Thomas Marsetti, and joining me this time were... Uh, my name's Devin. I play uh, Theron Nilo. And... My name is Evan. I play the character Leandros. We'd like to thank Kevin McLeod for the great music. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wild Endeavors. And we hope you join us again next week.